building a better exercise bike with robotics. Welcome back to Textination. I'm Fred Fishkin. Joining us from True Kinetics, a Dutch company, is founder and CEO, Bas von Rens. Good to see you, Bas. Hi, Fred. Good to see you, too. Give us the overview of what True Kinetics is all about and how you are so very different. Well, so True Kinetics started uh, basically when I was a very uh, avid triathlete and I was trying to improve my cycling uh, splits, uh, doing a lot of intervals indoors. I was running an international company, so I was also traveling a lot, spending a lot of time in gyms, and I really, really hated cycling indoors. And every time I talk to people about how my power um, was a lot lower when I was cycling indoors and how my legs hurt in a very different way. Everybody said, yeah, it's because it's warm and it's boring. And um, I came to the conclusion that's not at all the problem. The problem is, is that the forces that you have on your pedals when you're riding indoors are very different from what you experience outdoors. And that goes back to the weight of the flywheel. All these manufacturers are boasting about their flywheel. I have a 50 pound flywheel, I have a 30 pound flywheel. The problem is if you do the math, I'm a mechanical engineer by training, if you do the math, then the inertia that that flywheel gives you is equivalent to about 15 to 20 pounds of weight. So that kind of creates a simulation of you together with your bike, which is typically 10 pounds, uh, 20 pounds anyway, of about you know 15 to 20 pounds as opposed to 200, or in my case, far above 200 pounds. So it's like doing shot put, um, with a tennis ball, if you paint it black, it looks quite similar to, shot, to a shot put. But if you do it all winter, you kind of get, you kind of understand that you'll not get any better at shot put. You need to wait. And that's true for cycling as well, right? If you're cycling, cycling is a combination of endurance and force. So it's a force endurance sport. And um, so if you're going up a hill, you really need to force in your legs to be able to, to power through. Um, so what you're doing on the conventional indoor trainers, you're basically training your endurance, but you're not training your strength. So what we did, we said, okay, in reality, a flywheel shouldn't be 30 pounds. It shouldn't be 50 pounds. It actually, if you do the math, it should be a thousand pounds. And I first set off to actually build an indoor trainer with a thousand pound flywheel. And I was, as I was doing the math, what the axle needed to be, what the bearings needed to be, I was thinking, wait a minute how do I get a thousand pounds up to my attic and how do I keep it there so that at night it doesn't end up in my bed with me under it. And if you have a company, and, how do you ship it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, that was the other thing. But, I, but actually when I started doing it, I just wanted to have a better mousetrap for myself to beat the competition. I didn't care about anybody, you know, about having it worldwide, go worldwide. Right. So I thought I, you know, let's just do it. And, and, um, and then I realized this is, there's no way you can get 50 pounds to a thousand pounds. There's no way that that's, that you're going to ever going to bridge that gap this way. So you need to do something else. And then I came up with the idea of using robotics. So we actually eliminated all the inertia in our system. So we don't have a flywheel we'll actually have wheels that are as light as possible. And we have a very strong motor from a small, uh, small car. And we drive it with measurements that go up to 10,000 times a second. So we, very accurately predict what you're going to do as a, as a human being. We use artificial intelligence for that. And then we counter that, that action, um, that pedal force uh, very accurately to mimic what you feel outside. Really interesting. So it sounds like it was a real challenge and, and you assembled a team to put this together. Tell me about it. Yeah. So we, I started 
first year it was just me in my in my attic and uh and at some point um, um i got funding and then i started to assemble a team and right now we're we're 25 people uh very international teams very cool uh we all work on site uh because it's a physical product you have to have your hands on it you have to be on it you have to feel it and um obviously first you get all the tech guys in there and then once you get a product you discover that even though you have a great product people still don't buy it because they don't know you have it right so then we started to build the marketing team and um, and that's where we are right now so it's called true bike give us the right. overview of of uh the experience how it's really different for people who are you know the, the indoor cycling is is pretty big now especially during yeah. the the pandemic it's it's grown yeah. tremendously and uh, a lot of companies out there some are dominant so how do you how do you differentiate and sell this to the consumer? Well, what we try to explain to people is if you if you get on a conventional indoor bike, people recognize this, that if you, if you cycle away, if you get on the bike and start cycling, um, and that can be any, uh, any indoor bike, it can be a spinning bike, or it can be an indoor trainer, a smart trainer, people, people typically recognize that within one or two pedal strokes, they are up to speed, right? So you, you start pedaling and you're immediately at the, at the pace, at the cadence that you want to be at. And in reality, if, you, uh, are, um, if you're cycling uh, outdoors, if you pull away from a stoplight, you really have to get going, right? You really have to pick up speed and, and accelerate. The same goes if you're traveling at a, at a certain speed and somebody passes you by, you want to get into their wheel, you really have to jump. You really have to uh, put effort into accelerating yourself. And, and that is exactly the problem that we solve. So on a true bike, when you start cycling, you really have to put the work in to accelerate yourself. You know, when you, you create an account, you, you enter your weight, um, we, you enter the weight of your bike, and that weight is used to, to um, calculate how much power you have to put in to accelerate away or to increase or decrease your speed. And that also means that People on a, on a current bike, they really feel like they're struggling. It really feels like you're struggling to get to keep the bike going, right? In the dead point, when your pedals are uh, vertical, you really have to keep pushing to not make the bike slow down completely. And with that weight, with that inertia, with a true bike, with the robot, it just flows through there. So the ride is much smoother, so you can last much longer. And also, since you can put in much more force, you don't push through the pedal, um, you just get stronger. And, and the funny thing is that once we get people on the bike, you know, this is a nice story, but when we get people on the bike, 75% of the people buy the bike right there and then. So once you feel it, you're sold. Terrific. So tell me about the, the model here for consumers who are interested in this. They can purchase a bike. Is it a subscription? Are there classes well, involved like there are to subscribe to, or how does this, how does this all come together? So it comes together as a, a really an individual training device right now. Um, we are looking at building a team workouts in the future, but right now we connect to all the standard training platforms like ERG, Swift, Ruby. Um, there are apps that you connect your app to the bike, and then the and then the app gives you the uh, the app gives you the workout. Um, and um, and and when you purchase the bike, you can buy it right away, or you can also um, rent it 
for a monthly fee. And then as you rent it, 90% of your rental fee goes towards a future purchase if you so desire at some point to buy the bike. Tell me about availability now. Where, where would people go to, to be able to purchase or subscribe to it? Well, right now we're, we're uh, in uh, Europe and um, we're expanding into Europe and we're looking for distributors and uh, investors to help us get started in the U.S. because there's a lot of demand from the U.S., but uh, right now we are still, uh, especially with the problems that we're having with getting parts, like everybody else in the industry uh, right now, um, we're, we're building um, our, um, um, we're, we're actually starting to build a, um, a hub in the U.S. So you're hoping to have them available what, later this year in the U.S.? Yeah, yeah later this year. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, because we have to be there. The U.S. is the biggest cycling, indoor cycling market there is. What will pricing look like? Uh, the, the pricing is around 4,000 uh, US right now, uh, 3,500 uh, euro. So around 4,000 US, and that's probably where it will stay. It's a more complete bike. It's a different bike. Um, it's a more, much more realistic bike. You get a screen with it that gives you uh, a lot of feedback. So, yeah. Is there much in the way of maintenance that's needed? No. Um, it's got a chain because you, uh, you're transferring a lot of force from your pedals to the motor. Um, so we cannot get away with a multi V belt or, you know, any kind of, uh, V belt type of, uh, drivetrain, uh, for the primary drivetrain. So the chain needs to be lubricated. There's a lubrication point. You pull away a, a little door, you drip some oil on there and you could go. Who do you think your typical customer is going to be? Is it a is it a, just a hardcore cycling enthusiast, or are you going for the, more of the fitness crowd? Yeah, we're we're actually we're actually seeing a lot of response from the fitness crowd. When I, because I was triathlete and I was gung ho. I was I was you know I participated in Kona, so I was I was full blown. So we we started out targeting those those triathletes, and they were great to have as a first customer group. But right now. The real hardcore triathletes are about less than 10% of our customers. And a lot of them, uh, of our customers right now, we call them fit riders. They're between 35 and 75. A lot of old people also, because they, they feel, in, you know, cycling outdoors is just becoming too dangerous. And they just want to have, um, they just want to stay fit, stay healthy. And uh, they understand that maintaining uh, fitness is also about maintaining muscle mass. So you need to load your muscles. So, so that is really the target group, male, females, uh, between 35 and 75. Terrific. So for more info, where do we go? We go to www.truekinetics.com um, and you can find all the info there. It's all in English. So um, yeah, and drop us a, a note if you want to be informed when we're available in the U.S. Terrific. Again, it's truekinetics.com. Boss von Renz, thank you for taking the time with us. Thank you. It was fun to do. Now this. How many companies out there have continued to innovate when it comes to building a better radio? I'm Fred Fishkin, host of Textonation, and I'm here to tell you about the new CC SkyWave SSB radio from the wonderful people at C-Crane. Bob and his crew really love radio, and it shows in this new compact model that is packed with features. Beyond great AM and FM reception and sound, you can tune into shortwave signals from around the world. Listen to ham radio operators, aviation, and more. 
It's the radio you'll turn to every day and in emergencies. It will run for nearly three days on just two AA batteries. Pair the sleep timer with the new Soft Speaker 3, and you've got the perfect radio for your nightstand. Of course, it can wake you up too. Click on Seacrane at Textination.com and put in the code Textination for a free flashlight with your order. They love radio, and you'll love Seacrane.